The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. All you people out there who are like, these idiots don't know anything. First of all, you're right. And second of all, Pat. I didn't think that the Vikings would get a W last week being 6-1, and one, which was also Josh Allen's coin flip record from the year 2021. And Rando. We have this trust built on, you know, whatever it is, like Bibles and gold bricks and whatever Brandon Bean's drinking over there. On Buffalo Rumbles. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. This will be a fun one. Um, we're a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. I'm here with my buddies Pat and Brando, as always, here on a Monday night, but airing on a Wednesday morning. So uh, how how we feeling, for lack of a better uh, intro there? I don't know. I, I I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to describe it, which is interesting because we were supposed to articulate stuff. I just have a bunch of feelings. And I'm mad about some, I'm happy about some, I'm sad about some, and they all kind of come together. And So if this was a student, I would tell him to draw me a picture about it. And I would draw a, a bunch of clouds, a <laughs> bunch of rainy clouds. A couple but of Pat, how are you feeling right now today on a Monday night after a loss? I'm getting ready to get vacation tickets for the middle of January, boys, because I don't know if I'll be watching TV. But all right. Ooh. Anyways, I, I sense Ooh. a little. I sense some overreaction imminent. I, I like this. Uh, I, like I hope this. I'm overreacting. I told my dad, you know, last year at Thanksgiving we were ready to burn Highmark Stadium down, but you know, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, well, that's what happens, and you know, I'll I'll get to some Super Bowl winning seasons or at least notable seasons in the last few years, and some of the lumps that all these teams take throughout the journey to get there. Um, but yeah, I, I was, a good show today. I was, I was really, really, really mad after the game, you know, and honestly, like at one point during the game, I don't know if this is, I think my perspective has changed since 13 seconds because I've always operated on like the bills can win this game no matter what. And this time I just had this pit in my stomach, like every single glimmer of hope. I'm like, I know Josh is going to go down and get this field goal. And I, I think they're still going to lose. I think that their defense was just going to get, I thought that the Vikings were going to just go down and score a touchdown in overtime. But, you know, as, as soon as all this stuff started happening and everything went wrong, I was like, there's just, we're not going to win, you know? And before 13 seconds, I would have been like, they still have a chance, you know, 41 seconds, Josh is going to go score a touchdown, all this stuff. So like, I don't know if 13 seconds kind of killed my optimism overall, 
But well, would you say that you have recency bias in addition to that? I mean, he's thrown what three red zone interceptions this year? Five, five, five. five. Yeah. God. Take a look at Buffalo rumblings for a future article about this. There's, that's got to factor into your feeling too. I mean, and it used to be when Josh would roll right, I would just think touchdown, first down every single time. And now, like you said, I do have a little bit of a hit. In my yeah, head. and it is it is a recency bias because we've gone through this phase before. I mean, we've had what this is year five of Josh. We've definitely taken our ups and downs with Josh. It's you know five years is not just a consistent upward trend of Josh has just gotten light, better and better every single year. Like there have been games that have been really bad. You know, he started pretty low with that Green Bay game, you know, in his second start. And or maybe that was his first start ever. And, you know, we've had plenty of clunkers along the way. And we've had plenty of like historically good NFL games. So, you know, we got the good Josh and we got the bad Josh this game too. And we've seen a lot of the bad Josh lately, but they got it cleaned up last year. I don't see why they can't do it this year. And uh, Pat, I know you've got some stuff to say about the offensive coordinator and stuff like that. Um, but before you even say that, I just like, I, I don't even want to overreact to that stuff. Cause we had the same discussions about day ball last year. All right. Situational play calling develops throughout the year and he's only in his first year of play calling. And I Did think Brian that Dayball, Dayball ever put Josh Allen in a position where I, I'll, yeah, Josh used to do QB runs when they were up 16 with two minutes left. Like there was just, there's obvious situational things where you're like, uh, you should have done this. And it's easy for us sitting on our couch to do that. But that's I'm just saying, last six games. Hang on, last hang on, six I, games. Let me say something really quick because I want to hear Pat's thing. John, can you tell us the Super Bowl teams before we hear Pat's com- conversation about Dorsey, uh, just so it's unfiltered and unbiased? Because I want to hear everything Pat has to say after the Super Bowl quote. Because I know so, we're gonna rip into this dude here, but uh, <laughs> I want. I don't want it to all. Because this is good because there's so many different points that you can have on this, whether you think it's Dorsey's fault, Allen's fault, the defense's fault, you know, act of God, whatever you want to call it. Put some put some light on this, John. Well, the two teams that I'm actually looking at that I pulled up just the schedules for uh, were not Super Bowl winners. I was thinking about, you know, going through like the Rams season last year, but I don't think that the Rams are the most comparable example to the Bills because they were a team that just got hot at the right time, added the right people and just went on a run and won the games that were in front of them. I don't think they were necessarily the best team or even had a roster that's as good as the bills is right now, um, to be honest with you. But so looking at the teams that are like the bills, it's the 2021 bills last year and the 2021 Kansas city chiefs, you know, who basically were on, they were on a collision course for that divisional game. Was Pat Mahomes the leading rusher on that team though? No, but you want to know how right, the right. you want to know how the Chiefs started out last year? We probably forgot about it. I know five and four, two and four. They started out the season with a win against the Browns, thirty-three to twenty-nine, close one. A loss to the Ravens, thirty-six to thirty-five. A loss to the Chargers, and a win against the Eagles. A loss to the Bills. A win against the Commanders, and a twenty-seven to three loss against the Titans. And then went on to hit their stride. I think they dropped at least one more throughout that season. Um, let's see. I want to say they were five and four at one point. Five and four or four and four. There's a million teams that we could pull up that had bad records that ended up with great records. It ends up, you know, mattering how you finish and stuff like that. But yeah. And last year, the Bills, I mean, we all remember the Jacksonville game. We all remember the Titans game. 
and, you know, having de- dealing with this whole narrative of the bills aren't clutch, they can't close. And intertwined in that was, you know, dayball narratives. Like the bills couldn't get a first down in the second half of the chiefs game two years ago, you know, because they were, it was just like pass, 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 and they weren't running the ball. And it's like sometimes, you know, the Colts game last year, obviously a super duper low point where the bills couldn't stop the run. So I, I'm not ready to panic yet. I think that there's definitely some issues that need addressing. I think that there's a lot of players involved that could perform better. I think there's coaches that could coach better, but that's what happens during an NFL season. That's why they play the games. So go ahead, go ahead and rip into Dorsey. Cause I, I do think, I don't think anyone's above criticism either. So that's, that's kind of a twofold point where it's like, I'm not going to overreact, but I understand that these guys deserve criticism because well, uh, they didn't win against a less talented team. All I'm saying is that Brian Dable had been there before. He's never been, he didn't even call plays. He, he didn't even call plays until this year. You know what? His most, he was a scout in Carolina. He was athletics director, athletics director at Florida International. I mean, is that, I think Devin Singletary is FIU or FAU. It doesn't matter. But I'm, I'm just saying, also that Chiefs team had a good division record, which we don't necessarily, you know what I mean? I, I think that that's my thing as well, is that I, if we were six, if we were six and three and we were two and oh in the division, I'd say fine. It's okay. But we got, we got to take a look inward, boys. I mean, it's the same thing with the Cowboys. Are they good? Yes, they're very good. Are they playing in a division where it's excessively competitive? Yes. I mean, it's just one of those deals also and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but if you're saying, you know, Josh, he might not be 100%. Why is this man the leading rusher again on your team? Why are you throwing him 43 times in a game? Why? It's first and 10, you take a shot to the end zone. Second and 10, you also take a shot to the end zone when you're doing a nice job of taking what they give you. You know, that last drive in regulation. And I mean, maybe that's Josh, maybe that's Dorsey, maybe that's a combination of both. You know, maybe it's one guy saying, all right, here's your hot read, you know. But I just felt like, he is willing to put, he's, he's got a little bit of Greg Roman in him. He's willing to put the body and the statistics of his quarterback on the line for his own personal gain and quest towards head coaching material. Like, I think that, I'm going to, I'm going to fight you on that point. First of all, and second what is of his all, experience, what experience does Ken Dorsey have compared to Brian Dable was a two time Super Bowl champion and national champion. By the time he started, Brian with the Dable Bills. Was, a, was like a five time Super Bowl champion. All right. What, how was Ken Dorsey more qualified to be in this position than Brian Dable was last year? Pat, we know since we just watched freaking Jeff Saturday win a game that it doesn't matter shit about your qualifications. What matters <laughs> is results. And second of all, Brian Dable has but, results. He has better results than Ken Dorsey. Okay. Pull me up some stats on how many designed QB runs there were for Josh on that game. How many were designed and how many were scrambles? It. I got, got it. it. All right. Thank I you, believe Brandon. Pull he had up. almost zero, zero quarterback designed runs, except yeah. for the QB sneak QB at sneak, the end yeah. of the game. All of his runs were on uh, scramble drills and the Bills handed the ball off 27 other times to their running backs. Uh, I'm not seeing a, that. I'm, I'm not seeing that. Not, they not carried too. the ball 27 times. Guess how many times? Nah, the Vikings that's, it's carried not, the ball. that's 27 with Josh, dude. That's with Josh. It's 21. No, you're so, right. You're right. And I'm just but, saying, if you, when you look at Minnesota's rushing, if you, they did the same thing. They only ran it 19 times. Kirk Cousins they had, had six results, carries. Though. They had yeah, results. Yeah, the efficiency, right? The efficiency. I mean, in all honesty, I know, you know, whatever. I'm not, I, I thought the defense didn't play too badly, honestly. I mean, it's, I, I think that that defense, you know, 
regardless of how you feel about personnel that's missing, they put this team in a position to win the game twice. They put this team in a position to win the game in New York. So I am not going to sit here and criticize the defense at all. At all. They've put us in a position to win games three times over the past two weeks, and we just couldn't pull it out. And you know the thing about the defense, too, is it's it's only 26 points against, because seven points went against Josh. And they, like Pat said, closed the game out twice and were let down by the offense. But the other thing is... McDermott has built this entire defense from the top down and we missed Poyer and Hyde yesterday. Hamlin's good. Cam Lewis, fine. He's not terrible. But DeMar Hamlin got burned on the first touchdown pass to Diggs on a play that Poyer would never Definitely. ever bite on. Kirk Cousins looked him off. Kirk Cousins looked at a short guy, looked right up. And if you watch the all 22, you see Hamlin jump and it leaves Jefferson wide open going down the sideline. And that was, I love DeMar Hamlin. I think he played a good game. I think they played like good safeties, but they're not all pro safeties. And when you have an all pro safety, they can come up and they have these hybrid type players, right? You got Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds is the cover guy and Poyer's a tackler and, and Hyde's a good cover guy. Like they can play anywhere. And without them, it, it was shown. And, you know, we battled our secondary battle. I agree, but uh, the defense definitely was let yeah. down by the offense. Well, Again, I think there's plenty of blame to go around and we can argue about how you split it up, but I don't think the defense is totally defenseless. Because I mean, that fourth and 19 is brutal, but how many times does Justin Jefferson... act of God! That's the greatest catch of all time. It's the greatest catch of all time. Cam, I do have, like, Cam Lewis didn't play that great of a game and he's only become a safety recently. He's a converted corner. So I also don't know why the decision was made to start him over... You know, Dean Marlowe. I, so Dean Marlowe knows the system by like the back of his hand and has played safety his entire career. Yeah, but he wasn't so, even good enough to start on the line. McDermott the said that he did not have enough time to learn the defensive playbook because it's changed since he's been here last. Okay. And that's right. why he well, didn't that, play. That's fair. That's fair. And, you know, Cam Lewis, the Jefferson catch, obviously Cam Lewis is going through the interception there on a fourth down, which is a little bit of non-situational awareness. If you just punch that ball to the high heavens, then you get out of there. Also, the bad angles that were taken on that Delvin Cook run. If the defense right, stops that run, Delvin Cook that's, run a totally, that's a totally Hamlin, different Hamlin game Hamlin did well. miss the tackle, too. Hamlin got blown up by Jefferson. Jefferson pancaked Hamlin, and then Benford got juked out of his cleats. And that was just the rookie play. Trey White might take a different play. Jordan Poyer does not get blown up by Justin Jefferson. All of these things are, are what-ifs here, right? Obviously, but that different... And, and I wrote about this part in the article... And it was funny because I flip-flopped on who I thought was going to win. I picked the Vikings when I wrote about it three days later after we talked about it because I wasn't sure about Josh. They hadn't updated anything. But the more that I watched Justin Jefferson and the more that I watched Hamlin and Johnson, there was not going to be an answer for him. The Bills didn't game plan it. They were just beaten by a better player, just like Diggs did to them. But Hamlin, they showed what we were missing. There's a difference between being a good safety and being an all-pro safety. And we, we got the turnovers finally. We finally got some interceptions, but they thank had not you produced. To, uh, thank you to Kirk Cousins, but yeah, I mean Kirk Cousins. You got to look at him. He's a top ten paid quarterback. He's not nothing. Right? He took a beating as well. He got rocked and he won, and it's crazy that that man pulled away from that game. And you think about this: which Thuggins. quarterback's performance do you think was better? Because I don't think if Patrick Peterson doesn't catch that ball at the end of the game, you're not. Even, it's not even close. But you know, yeah, but, but it's it's really like. You know, I don't know where it averages out, but 
Kirk Cousins is a very level line, right? And then Josh is up here, down here, kind of circling around that line, if that makes sense. He has higher highs and lower lows, if that makes sense. Whereas Kirk Cousins is just going to be that consistent line where he's not going to always lose you games unless it's, you know, prime time. Um, But he generally has a a base level of consistency. And when you're throwing to Justin Jefferson, he was just throwing the ball up where no one else could get it. I mean, those were actually fairly impressive throws. I even uh, had some those balls were in the air for a minute, dude. Those balls were, I've never, those balls felt like they took forever. I mean, obviously they were completed and you know what I mean? But it was just strange well, to that's, watch. That, that's the art of that. Like sometimes a bullet isn't the right pass, you know? You know, in Madden, you're not always holding down the button as hard as you I can. I do, when you're and I throw, throw a goal line fade, you know, right into the DB. Can uh, I can I say something here? Because I just I like I said I just rewatched the game because I was sick during this game and slept through all of it and woke up at the end of the interception. Um, I wanted to see. I listened to WGR though almost all day today and the post game yesterday, and it's like brutal. I can't believe what I'm listening to. So I want to talk about Ken Dorsey because he didn't call perfect game. And I wrote down here all the things that I blame him for. And it's it's about a half a page. Not a lot, not a little bit. All right. So third quarter, there was no perfect first quarter, I thought. He called a good first quarter or a good first half even. Good first half, 14 points. So what, 17 points? What was the score? 17 points. What was it, 17-10? 17-7? Yeah, 17-10 at half, I think. 17-10 and a half. All right. You're looking good. The offense looked good. They moved the ball. They scored points. Well, except that one, what, Singletary fumble, which was he was down. No, anyways, actually, no, no. They put up 24 points in the first half. It was 24-10 at half. Okay. Yeah. And then when you get into the third quarter, it's 24-10. Uh, it was third and two, and they ran it for no gain, and they had to punt. Um, the, and the thing about the third and two is, is Pat, you're going to hate me for saying this, because it, it might be a book from Greg Roman, but when you went in and you look at the end of the season last year, and they're not doing it now, which is why they're not like Greg Roman at all, because they're not doing it. They didn't do it until six games, five games. When the Bills were seven and six coming out of Tampa Bay, Josh Allen started running the ball. They, they started design carries, sweeps, tosses, QB runs, QB powers. But also, runs, that was QB Devin powers. Singletary's most productive part of the year, too, I think. I, it was, and the, the run game got going, and I think having that designed element for Josh to run this is he's automatic. I want to say Mike Schroep said this on the air a couple weeks ago. Josh was like 18 of 19 on third and two and fourth and two and and less with picking it up with his legs and the countless. Sorry, Brandon, I didn't want to cut you off because I think I'm going to make the same point that you are. Yeah. But running Josh on third and short, fourth and short. That's a reason why you're seeing a huge discrepancy in the bill's you know, and one consistency, second and one, third and one, they're God awful, like last in the league at converting short yardage situations. And it's because they're not running Josh. Yeah. And it's because Ken Dorsey doesn't want to run Josh too much. So if you're thinking, if you're thinking that Ken Dorsey is putting Josh in harm's way intentionally, you know, I can, I can see why you have gripes against Ken Dorsey for other play calling, but I do not think he's putting Josh in harm's way by running him too much at this point. In the no. Season. And then when you look at the last year, how many carries did he have against Kansas city? He's not getting QB powers, QB sweeps, QB tosses on first, second down ever. It's only third down runs or and in the red zone, usually. in the red zone. And, or it's a mad scramble drill. They're not giving him all of his carries throughout almost this whole season have been these mad dash scrambles, which defenses are giving because they know when Josh is going to get in the red zone, he trusts his arm like Patrick Peterson said, and they're forcing him into mistakes. But because this 
lack of like they handed it off to Singletary. He ran right into the wall. No game. All right. Yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm, he had two rushing touchdowns, though. I mean, he did. Well, I'm just talking about this one. I'm, I'm writing down Dorsey's mistakes. And I thought they could. In a what third about that quarter, fourth down, dude? That was the. Yo, I got it. I got it. Let me get through the list. Let me okay. through the list. So <laughs> I got Dorsey. There. The third and two. They're driving. They could put the hammer down and really bury the Vikings. But they don't. And they punt. They lose the ball. Then when it's that whole sequence to get down before the Josh interception at the goal line, the first and 10 at Minnesota's 15, that quick hitter to Isaiah McKenzie. And then they followed up with another quick hitter to Knox after they really haven't called their screen game. Great all day. Besides these little quick hitters to digs. Why would you throw back to back screens? Why can't you space it out? Then when it's second down and two, right? Bad pass to Knox could have ran to Singletary third and two. Hines comes in, so you know it's not even going to be a run because they haven't handed the ball to Hines all year. He got what he has six touches in the two games that he's been here and a couple of targets. If that, if the touches include the catches, I was going to say touches include punt returns. Yeah, Yeah. maybe seven touches since he's been here for three games. One catch for a first down, but but that's it. And they're not using him out of the backfield. So, anyways, the whole point is they brought in. Nakeem Hines and the whole threat of the run game goes out the window because they're not going to run it with him because they haven't yet. So your defense already is a step up on you and it becomes an incomplete pass. Then that fourth and two and he rolls out. Patrick Peterson almost misses it. Like Patrick Peterson's almost going the other direction is almost a highlight play. Josh just could have led Knox a little bit more. If you watch Peterson twist his whole body to make the catch, but not a single that's that third, second and third down are just terrible play calling by Ken Dorsey. And then when you get into it, the lack of motion, especially at the goal line, I just, somebody tweeted this and I still don't know what EPA, I think it's expected points, but with motion, he's two ten. without motion. He's 0.07. And the bills are ninth in the NFL in motions in their offense, which is down from what they've been before. But these are simple adjustments. You see teams with dynamic offenses, move the defense, Josh is obviously not seeing everything right at this moment in time. So you got to help him and having motion in your offense helps him dramatically. It helps every quarterback. It's just proven. But I also wrote down good things because first half was great game calling. They called the game great. Their first scripted plays are always good. They're good on offense when they start the games. Then 41 seconds to go to tie the game. No timeouts. You need a field goal. Did you get to that fourth down though? Yeah, that yeah. was it, right? That was okay. fourth and two. He, the he threw the interception. Pass to, uh, Dawson Knox with the interception. Yeah, he there. threw the interception. Yeah. And Patrick Peterson made that play where he spins around. But but both plays, Hines is still in. Singletary was not in for either of those plays. And the personnel is on Ken Dorsey. So he didn't put, he didn't disguise it. Singletary is perfectly capable of catching a ball out of the backfield, right? And they didn't disguise it. They left Hines in for both of those plays. Neither of them was a run. And I think even if you do a run on second down and you do the screen on third down, just flip the play calls around. I don't know what Ken Dorsey was doing. It's like you get comfortable on that and you play the same call twice in a row and the defense made an adjustment. But, but that, you know, there was good stuff. First half was flawless. He had, he called a perfect game. Second half, they start off really well, stupid turnovers again, but those were Josh. Those were on Josh. But the last thing, these guys look like they're playing with a huge chip after 13 seconds, right? They're kind of, like everything is live or die They're Like you said, they're, they're peaks in these valleys, but they feel like they have to climb the mountain. Josh feels like he has to take over and he doesn't have to, he's got to trust his guys. If, and if, if you're going to criticize him, if you're going to criticize any of these guys. I want to know what you would say to them. If you were a coach, if you were Sean McDermott and you have to coach up Ken Dorsey, what are you going to tell him in the film room? If you're 
Ken Dorsey and you have to coach up Josh Allen. What are you telling him in the film room? Cause I don't like all they say is he understands his mistakes. I don't have to get on Josh cause he knows what he has to do and he knows what he's doing right or wrong. But I think if I'm Ken Dorsey, I sit him down and I circle every interception or every bad throw. And I'm like, this guy was open in the flat. You didn't take that. And then it cost us the game. Josh, look at this play. Why didn't you throw it here? You didn't take this and it cost us the game. And then the other last thing, last thing on the quarterback sneak that he fumbled the ball on. If you look, they showed the view where it's like right up their butt, right? The, the, <laughs> the camera's right up their butt. The D tackle coming in, jumped the snap count. He gets it right. He guessed it right. He hops and then he goes. If you watch that from behind and then he blew it up and that was a great play on his part. And I didn't see that the first time I watched it. I had to watch it from the rear camera angle to see that. Um, so maybe that's not as much of a mistake on Josh as it was a good play on the Vikings. Cause when that snap comes back and it's, it really crushes Josh, like what is he going to do? But Pat to your point, how many snaps does Josh even have under center up to that point of the game? All I'm going to say is there was only one dude who threw more passes than this guy last week too, who also lost. But I mean, I don't know. I guess you could, I, I guess that is a fair point about the fumble in the back half of the end zone. You know what I mean? Is that, he doesn't necessarily take a lot of snaps under center. And when he does take snaps under center, it is in that situation. And I really don't fault anyone for that. And anyone who's played football knows how difficult that is, especially. But why wouldn't you, know, you call a wildcat at that point? Like be Greg Roman, throw your quarterback a QB power to the right, run him behind I would, your I six like, foot nine right tackle. And you're six, five tight end with a six, five quarterback run it. He's faster than the linebacker. Get him outside and slide. He's going to do it every freaking time. And if he's in the gun, he can always just step out of the back of the end zone if or throw it away because yes. you yes. have three more downs and they only have one timeout. Well, okay. There's a 99 so, chance that you I, win the game i okay so Ugh. if you want to go on percentages here because i thought the same thing i was like it was because it was it's, like the game dude, score was 99 it's it's hindsight is 2020 on that play call though it's the same thing in the titans game last year it's the same exact debate you know i don't think it like, is though because they have less the the amount of yards to get into out of the end zone it's, it was like, you couldn't okay, get but how any many, closer how many to the QB, goal line. How many QB sneaks go for losses versus other plays where you're actually getting the ball three yards behind the line of scrimmage? Maybe it's 40%, much, but was did, did Josh ever get tackled for a loss on a QB power out left? He's got a higher chance of getting tackled for a loss than he does on a QB sneak. But he how can throw Josh, it away. Okay, he can throw besides, it away. besides Tennessee, where they gained zero yards, how many times has Josh been stopped for a QB sneak of less than, or behind the line of scrimmage? I, like, two I don't know, four or five times? Line. I think it's two his whole career. Two? Yeah, I think it's two. Can, can you, are, it. are you just offhanding that? Because uh, no, I don't dude, know. No, because that, the first time ever was stopped. in Tennessee. The first time he ever well, didn't convert. We're talking about unsuccessful conversions. That yeah. means he doesn't gain any yards. That doesn't he's necessarily been stopped, mean. He's been stopped a couple times this year on quarterback sneaks. Yeah, but it's not but, short but of the line year. to gain, but all he needs to do is stay out of the end zone, right? All he needs to do is get back to Fall the line forward. of scrimmage at least. But at when least. you really watch the play and you see Mitch Morris get blown up by their D tackle, who is a good player? Like, we forget this. They can make a good play on this. I don't think, like, you negate that error. Like, it, it's a battle of what you think is going to happen more. If you put Josh in shotgun and tell him to run, okay, if the defense blitz, you got an open guy. First of all, make it an option. Josh has the mall, like the wherewithal to throw it away. If he's going to get pressured, take the intentional grounding in the end zone, throw it away. If you even like smell my deodorant, you're that close to me. I'm throwing it away. But otherwise, Josh is going to sprint to the corner and roll and slide. 
Like it's, he's faster than all of them. The line is big. You're big. What's more of a chance of having an error? Cause I, you're probably right. We're just falling forward. Doesn't have and a lot it, of chance of error. It is this weird thing where the outcome was that something went wrong. You know, like yeah. that was the outcome. You no, know, no matter what the chances were going into it, like that was the outcome. Yeah. I just, but I will say this too. Like going forward in that hypothetical reality, I think if they get the safety there, I think the Vikings still win because at that point you're punting from your own twenty after the safety. They've got how a much left time win, left on the clock and right? a field goal to win at that point. And the Bills didn't stop them at all up until that point, until they got down to the red zone, you know. So uh, I think it could have been a very similar outcome either way. At that, the point. thing about but, that is, if they kick the field and goal, and if they if they don't miss that extra point, it doesn't even matter if we kick a field goal to tie it at the end too. I mean, we, we had a couple point? breaks. The Vikings missed an extra point. They missed an extra point. Yeah, they did. And, Ga- the Gabe and Davis. Gabe Davis dropped the I pass. Did. I watched that <laughs> highlight, yeah. Which is crazy because in, in real time I when I just Ken watched Dorsey, it. I will give Ken Dorsey you know, like, credit for that Get to the one. line, boys. Go, go. It was not a catch, but they don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, that was. that's just like, I want to hear these conversations. You know those big f-ing blue things that look like antennas on your roof, the dishes? And those are to pick up the communications between the, the mic and the coordinator. I guess that's like a way to boost the transmission. Okay. Yeah. I just want to have a, I want to be a fly in the room on everybody's mic. I want that headset. I want to hear what Dorsey's saying to Josh. Cause Josh can't like, what is, what are you Josh? If you're Josh, you hear everybody talking or you hear Ken Dorsey talking. Like it's gotta be weird. I just think it's a cool dynamic. Yeah. Maybe you can uh, check in with like Bill Belichick or the Patriots or something like that. I'm sure they can get you hooked up with a feed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just crazy because oh, I'm just like I said, I'm just kind of sitting in it right now for the first time. I don't know what to say. I don't know what yeah. to feel. No, it's painful. There's, the, yeah. you know, and we all respond to pain different ways. You know, Pat wants to fire Ken Dorsey. I want to just like try to pretend that I'm level headed, that I'm not freaking out on the inside, that everything's going to be okay. I don't know what to do with. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a lot of pain recently. The Bills and the Sabres are 0 and 7 over yeah, the past the two f- weeks. Buffalo? Like, what, the, what year is it? For Sabres fans, it could be any year. That's true. Post 2011. But. Right. All right. Well, uh, we got to get a break in here. We're <sighs> way over time. We still got some quotes with Pat to do. So we're, we're going to get a break in. Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Weekly Sabres Update. Sabres, 0-4 in the month of November. Just like the Bills, 0-2. Hey man, tickets will be cheaper though. That should be cool, you know. This has been your Weekly Sabres Update. Alright, well, you boys. I looked for the most ridiculous... Quotes I can find from this past week. Some of the most 
I was diving through interviews to find the most like not, I mean, they're from, they're from notable players and notable situations and I'll give you clues. It's just, I was looking for the goofiest syntax of sentences. Nice. And I'm not, I'm not able to just throw out a wild guess that the first one is Jeff Saturday. No, it's not. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All just right. had a hunch. This first one goes, I told coach, I only know one way to do it. And if I do it, this is how I'm going to do it. That's who I am. In response to a win this past Sunday on a Sunday where he didn't know if he would play or not until the beginning of the day. Oh, is this Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan. <laughs> Do you like that though? Is that not yeah, hilarious? That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I only know one way to do it. And if I do it, <laughs> this is how I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, that is some uh, generational grammar right there. Oh. But if you're Matt, if you're Matt Ryan, you're probably like, thank Jesus Christ that we have a coach in here that has no idea what he's doing. And I've been in the NFL for 15 years. So boom, I'm the most qualified guy to call f-ing plays, man. Uh, like, Jeff, yeah, Jeff they Saturday should, they was in the plays. I mean, they should be doing like league. a hard knocks midseason with the Indianapolis Colts. That's office themed. It's like the office. <laughs> it's just like they got the theme song going. Michael Pittman you know, Jr. is like, nobody is knows what on? they're doing. Yeah, exactly. He's just playing Madden <laughs> and he sees the Jonathan Taylor is at 99 overall. And it's just like, all right, survey says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. You have Michael Pippen walking into the office and you have uh, Sam Ellinger like behind the reception desk and Matt Ryan's like at the copier. Matt Ryan tosses him like an apple and Sam Ellinger tosses him like a banana and he catches it. And he's like, oh, what Jeff I Saturday do? walks in with a pot of chili and spills it all over the place. <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor's like, I'm hurt. Get me out of here. Oh, let's see. Oh. Pat, all you got right. another one? I got another one. This one's also pretty funny. <laughs> you got to know the bye week is not vacation time. It's just a week where we're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> is this, not is this vacation Bel- time. Belichick? No. Who is on the, the bye week this week? Uh, Jets. The Patriots, oh. Jets. Robert Sala? Robert Sala. It's a team going into a bye. Oh, okay. The bye week is not vacation time. It's just it's just a week where we're not playing. <laughs> um, let's think who's on a bye this week. Coming up. This upcoming weekend. I think they're in first place in their division. Actually, I'm certain they're first place in their division. <laughs> Joe Burrow? Nope. What week are we in? 10. Lamar Jackson? Ding, 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 ding. I love Lamar, dude. That's the best. Yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah. vacation, it's not vacation time. It's just a week where we're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and then he said, he said, we're dogs. So we're going to stay locked in and keep doing what we're doing. But I didn't want to, I, th- I felt like that might give it away if I said, if I said the second half, but no, that was good. Some, some very good. obvious, but funny dialogue. <laughs> oh, that's good. Those were good. High quality quotes. That was funny, Pat. You made me laugh. That was good. <laughs> very good execution on the dialogue. Yeah. I like how you took a second to compose yourself so you wouldn't laugh also. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what they say at NABP? Yeah, Tuesday's not a bye day. It's just a day where we're not recording, boys. (laughs) That's funny. That's good. Um, John, I want to say thanks to people reading my articles and checking out the comments and everything like that. Buffalo Rumblings fans, that's cool. Um, I think I'm going to do one on all of Josh's 
red zone interceptions this week. That's going to be Oof, good luck. My project. And uh, he has five in the last three games. I hope, so. I hope you like alcohol. Yeah, it just doesn't like me. Does any does alcohol like anybody? Alcoholics. Because <laughs> their bodies, it's like that. It's always sunny episode when they all get really sick and they just are like quarantined in the bathroom and they just realize they're yeah, so they're alcoholics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we digress. We digress. But thanks for checking out the articles yes. and uh, check out some more this week. Sounds good. Sounds good. And well, as always, right, our, our uh, merch, your mom had a nice picture with one of our NABP hood hats, right? Yep. Yep. I uh, I got that for her for her birthday. So I wanted to get song. her some special NABP merch. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the merch site, unfortunately, is not active right now because <laughs> I wasn't going to drop another $30 on the, uh, the, the next month of... Uh, of stuff if nobody I think you could it. take but. take ten dollars out of my pay this week or this this thing. So the holiday seasons, man. That's true. That's true. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll find a way. Yeah. I think there might be a way where I can open a cheaper Shopify store that's only five dollars a month. But we like deal. We start a new one. But all right. Well, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at Not Podcast. Tweet us your angry thoughts. Um, you know, all that good stuff. But nobody sees our tweets anymore because of Elon. So and we're not gonna pay eight dollars a month. Dude, just you know, to, uh, Wait, what is this? What is this? So you got to pay whatever. They changed it now. Yo, Brando, you trying to play COD later, though? Or? <laughs> I'll do this past my bedtime, man. I would if it I would, but I can't. I can go All right, we'll see you on Friday. Go Bills. Right. Go Bills. Right, go Bills. <laughs>